This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Ordinance Church Easter service, April the 4th, 2021. Today's message brought to you by our senior pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie. Who are you looking for? The praise team will start off the singing now with Love Grew, Where the Blood Fed. See my Jesus on the cross, the people crying. Where 
going to do is the greatest love story. Before salvation in a far and distant land to rusty nails pierced to precious hands there a man named Jesus for silver was sold on an old rugged cross the great love story was
it's the greatest love story ever told. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. It's just something by the name of it. It's amazing. It's amazing. In just a moment, Sister Kara's going to come and she's going to sing a special this morning. <clears throat> I just want to cover this right here before I preach this morning. What is Easter all about? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4. For I delivered unto you, this is Paul writing, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. We have candy-coated Easter, literally. We have made Easter about candy-filled baskets, colorful plastic eggs, chocolate surprises, and, and cute little bunnies. <clears throat> is that what Easter is really all about? Or is, it theirs, or is there something more that we should celebrate? Easter is about the impossible becoming a reality. Easter is about death giving way to life. Easter is about a Savior who died and a Lord who lives for, for eternity. It is, worst, it is worst tragedy melting into the greatest triumph. It is about the penalty of sin being paid with blood as the price of salvation. I believe that Paul gives us the essentials about Easter in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, as I just read, for what Paul is saying is, for what I received, I passed on to you as our first importance, of first, first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Paul knows that the part worth celebrating on Easter is the most important part of the church. Jesus paid a debt that he, that he did not owe because we had a debt that we could not pay. He died the death that we all deserved and he was raised to new life to offer us a hope we could not imagine. What is Easter all about? Easter is about a stone being rolled away, a savior being risen and the sting of death being removed. It's about Christ doing the unthinkable to win your heart and God doing the unimaginable to give you new life. I think that is the part that is worth celebrating because without the resurrection, Easter is just another ordinary day. So this Easter, take a few moments to put the candy aside and spend some time with the wonder of the empty tomb. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. It's because of the empty tomb this morning that you and I are sitting in church like we are today because Jesus is the head of the church. Amen. He's the head. Ain't no denomination head of the church. Ain't nobody individual head of the church. Jesus is head of the church. And I don't know about you, but I like following Jesus more than I like following anybody else. Amen. Give the Lord a clap offering right there. Praise the Lord. Sister Kara's coming. Give her a hand. She comes. <clears throat> Read with 
The soldier who had used his sword to pierce the body of our Lord said, Truly, this was Jesus Christ, our Savior. He looked with fear upon his sword, then turned to face his Christ and Lord, fell to his knees, crying, Hallelujah. good well see what we're trying to do is we're trying to get back to some kind of normalcy that means we still have to be careful we still have to do all the things we're supposed to do uh, but we're going to find out that uh, sometimes it's not as bad as it seems I'm not taking anything away from the, from the pandemic mess that's going on but I will tell you this I believe man's put so much fear in it that people are afraid to even come together, families coming together. So much fear. Got to get the fear out of the way. <clears throat> you know, because there's a lot of things going on in this world today that because of this pandemic has caused it. I was listening to news this week, and they, they're telling me that there has been more divorces since this pandemic than, I mean, just humongous amount of divorces. That's because people are used to working. They're not used to being around one another. And now that they're staying at home, they're getting on one of those nerves. Pretty sure my wife's watching me this morning, so I've got to be careful what I'm saying. But if I get on her nerves, she'll go to another room and do something. If she gets on my nerves, I go outside and I'll find something to do. Amen. I'm just kidding. But, it, but it's serious. The pandemic has caused a whole lot of chaos, a whole lot of problems, and it's because of fear. <clears throat> but how many know that God cast out all fear? The love of God. How many love God this morning? You got no reason to be afraid. That's right. 
No reason to be afraid. So once again, thank you for being here. You folks, by the way of internet, thank you for tuning in and watching. You visitors that are here this morning, if we have visitors, you're so, you're so welcome. And we just pray that you, the Lord's going to bless you some way today. And uh, as, as they say, you, we gonna, you're going to like us so much around here that you're going to want to come back. I believe that. So anyway, God's good. Who are you looking for? That's my message this morning. Who are you looking for? Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. The Bible said, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. In other words, to see the grave. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. The stone was rolled over. It was sealed. The Bible says the angel of the Lord descended, rolled the door away, unsealed it, and then he sat down on top of it. Can you imagine that? Mm. So what are you looking for? Verse 3 says, His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. Imagine that. They're going, the angel said, go tell his brethren, go tell the disciples to go to Galilee and there you shall see him. And on their way running to get to them, somebody appeared unto him. Jesus met them saying all hell and they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him verse 10 says then said jesus unto them be not afraid go tell my brethren that they go into galilee and there shall they see me somebody say god bless the reading of his word who are you looking for go tell them jesus said go tell them Go to Galilee, and there they shall see me. The Bible declares unto you and I that after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, after they buried him, he was raised on the third day. The Bible declares that he was seen of some 500 people after his resurrection. Jesus is the only one that's been buried and has come back and is still back. Say, well, Lazarus, I know. He raised Lazarus from the dead, but guess where Lazarus is today? He's back in the tomb. He died. Jesus didn't die. Can you imagine how disappointed all those bugs and all those magnets and all those things were? Because they were already getting ready. And by the time they get ready to sell on him, something happened. He came back to life. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. Amen. Go tell him to go to Galilee, and there you shall see him. Easter's a time of reflection. A time to reflect upon the glorious resurrection of our Savior. Easter is also a time of soul searching. With that in mind, I would like us to take a look at our background scripture. We will find that each person in this account was looking for something. My question to you today is simply, what are you looking for? Amen. Many people come for many different reasons. For example... Why are you here today? Perhaps like Mary, you are looking for peace. Maybe you're looking for closure. You may even be looking for something to hold on to, memories. Each of these things was present with Mary. Maybe you are like the soldiers uh, here because you have to be. It's family tradition to come to church on Easter. Or perhaps like the angel of the Lord, you are here for good news. Whatever your reason, 
They are sure to be formed by events in your lives. Events such as turmoil, tragedy, loss, the action of others, and transformation. Let's go back to our scripture and take a look at what each person expected to see. The women that came to the scepter, they expected to see a tomb. They also expected to find the tomb sealed, guarded, unapproachable, and inaccessible. In other words, we can't get to it. We'll be able to see where he was buried, but that's all we'll be able to do. The guards expected to see just another day. The same routine with no surprises expected. Man, were they, did they get a surprise. Now let's turn to the question of ourselves. What did you expect to see this morning? Maybe you came expecting to see another church service. Maybe you expected to see friends, or maybe you came expecting to see Jesus, amen? That would be the greatest reason of all, come to church to see Jesus. Well, I ain't never seen Jesus. You come to church, you see Jesus, amen? I've never seen him because I, 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 I can't tell you what he looks like. I've never seen him, but I can tell you this. I have felt him. I can touch him even though I can't see him. I know he's here. I know he's with me. You know he's with you. Because the Bible declares that when we became born again children of God, washed in the blood of the Lamb, the Holy Spirit of God moved in, and we are the temple of the Holy Ghost this morning. Can I get an amen? Praise God this morning. He is anything but ho-hum. The scripture tells us that the ground shook the angel rolled the stone away. The seal was broken and the, and the guards fell as though they were dead. Folks realize that when God moves, it is always an earth-shaking experience. When God moves, things change. When God moves, barriers are removed. When God moves, holy, his, holy shine, his, his holy shines brightly or his glory shines brightly. When God moves, enemies get paralyzed this morning. That's what happened to the soldiers. The ladies were thinking, well, we go, we ain't gonna get there. But when they got there, they were laying on the ground like dead men, paralyzed. That much fear came on them. Amen. Fear can cause a lot of crazy things in your life. Can I get an amen? So now I want you to notice, not only was there an earth-shaking experience, but God's message was heard loud and clear. When you seek Jesus, he will always have a message for you. He may deliver that message through others, he may deliver that message through his word, but no matter what the method, you will know that the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking to your heart this morning. How I many has Jesus ever spoke to you this morning? Amen. You ever, has he ever spoke to you? Amen. He speaks quite a bit to me. Let's take a look at God's message to the women in the garden. Realize that this is God's message for you as well. He said, fear not. God knows what you are looking for. Peace, joy, healing, forgiveness. God knows what you are searching for. The second part of the message is that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again, just as he promised. But not only is there a message, but there is a marching order as well. Spread the good news. Go tell my disciples. Go tell them to go to Galilee. In other words, don't sit on God's divine revelation to you, but go and tell somebody. God wants us to tell everybody about him and about his son and about the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. What lessons can we learn today? You may have, you may, you may have not come here expecting to find Jesus, but can I tell you something this morning? Jesus is here seeking to show himself to you. For God, John 3, 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus' resurrection has given us victory. A victory over the past, Romans chapter 4, 25. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification? Aren't you glad you're justified through Christ this morning? Justified by, through sin, amen? He's forgiven us for our sin, our shame, our guilt. We've been justified through all that. Victory over death this morning, amen? We have victory over death. A child of God shouldn't be sitting around afraid of dying. Sure, we don't want to leave. Amen. I'm getting older. And there's going to come a time if the Lord tarries uh, that they're going to go to my grave one day uh, and they're going to be talking over me uh, and they're going to be saying all these good things about Pastor Barbie. I'm sorry, Chief Dr. Barbie. <laughs> Dr. 
They are. <laughs> How perfect could this be? Just picture this as the United States flag because I'm a veteran. And when I die, they ain't got to have all those flowers. I don't spend that money on that flowers because the flag, amen, because I'm a veteran. I didn't do all that much in the army, but yep, I'm a veteran. So they tell me I deserve the flag. And that's a good thing. Amen. I honor the flag. I salute the flag a whole lot of times. And I appreciate that. But they're going to stand behind my coffin. Somebody is. I don't know if the bishop will do it. Somebody will do it. Some of the friends will do it. And they're going to just talk about how the good things that Pastor Barbie did and how he pastored this church and how he did this and how he did that and the other. Can I tell you something that ain't going to mean one hill of beans? What they say about me on that particular day. Because guess what? I'm preaching my funeral right now. Come on. I'm preaching my funeral come Monday morning. I'm preaching my funeral. Tuesday, I'm preaching my funeral. Every day of my life, I'm preaching my funeral. You understand what I'm saying? You preach your own funeral. So when that time comes and this body says, okay, I'm tired, it's over, it's through, I'm going to lay down, your spirit's going to go to the... How many know you're going to spend eternity somewhere? You ain't going to die. You're going to live somewhere. Amen? There's a time when you won't, but there'll never be a time when you won't be no more. Amen? So we're going to spend eternity somewhere. So I'm preaching my funeral as I live. So it don't make no difference what they say about me. They can tell all the history and all the stuff of, of what I did and how many churches I pastored, and how many people got saved, how many people I baptized, all this kind of stuff. They can do all they want to. And that's, that's, that's okay. But they cannot, they cannot determine where I'm going to spend eternity at. That's my choice. How many know only God knows the heart today? So we, we preach our funeral every day the way we live. And you're spreading the gospel by the way you live. Not per se as much as what you say, but what you do. I mean, no action is a whole lot louder than words. That's why the child of God needs to be careful. That's why those folks, we folks here at Pine Level Church need to be very careful. Because we represent the Lord Jesus Christ. I represent this church everywhere I go. I pastored in, in Warrington or North Carolina, I mean, for eight years. I represented that church everywhere I went every day for eight years, like in two weeks. So I represented that church. I don't represent that church anymore. I represent this church. So everywhere I go, everything I do, I represent the church. Everything I do on media represents the church. So how am I representing not only the church because when I represent the church, I represent Jesus Christ because he's the head of the church. So I'm representing him, but I'm representing him through the church today. And I'm thankful for that this morning, that he loved me enough that he was willing to justify me. In other words, the sin, the shame, the guilt has all been taken away and I have victory over death. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 through 57, oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave where is thy victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ somebody shout I got victory this morning through Jesus victory for the future First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, 22. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Somebody shall pray the Lord. Easter, who are you looking for? I'm looking for Jesus. I'm glad you're here. I really am. And don't misunderstand what I'm fixing to tell you. I didn't come looking for you. I come looking for Jesus. Oh, Jesus just assured me you were going to be here. Amen. Come on. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Sure, we got friends. We got family. We got this, that, and the other. My wife is one of my daughters. Just, I, and I, I've been thinking yesterday and, the, and, and, and uh, the, this morning. I'm trying to remember. I think this is the first Easter. Uh, that she hasn't been with me in, in church. I think so. I could be wrong because it's been 42 years. So, you know, and, and you know how you always dress your kids up? Amen. There's a picture of me and my sister and my brothers. We're standing out in the driveway and we got all these new clothes. You get new clothes at Easter. My sister's got on this white dress. I can see it right there. She's on this white dress. It's a black and white picture. That's where the color pictures come out. So I don't know what all the colors were, but she got on this white dress looking good. Her hair's all curly up. 
My baby sister's dressed up. My little brother's dressed up. I'm standing there dressed up. We're all looking good. And that's a good thing. That's what Easter used to be all about. But you know what? Everybody put their finest on to come to church on Easter. We don't do that no more. We don't go out and buy new clothes. Some people do. We come just as we are. How I many know there's nothing wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. It's not what I look like on the outside. It's who I am on the inside. And can I tell you this? I can't hide him on the inside but so long before he's going to start coming out. Amen? And when he starts coming out, I need to set him down. Start to say shut him up. That wouldn't sound good. I need to get him quiet because the Bible says the flesh has got to stay crucified. When I got sanctified, the flesh was crucified. But guess what that flesh is trying to do? The flesh is trying to rise up continuously. You'd be surprised how much the flesh tries to rise up when you're preaching. You have to keep it down. You have to keep it pressed down. Because the Bible says there's a constant battle all the time. Get the flesh against the spirit. And the one you yield yourself to is the one you're going to serve. So if I yield myself to my flesh, then I'm going to, that's the one I'm going to serve. But if I yield myself to Christ, I'm going to serve him. And I don't know about you. I don't want to just serve Jesus on Easter. I want to serve Jesus every day of my life, every minute of my life, every breath I take. I want it to be a breath of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Who are we looking for this morning? Amen. Easter is a great day. It really is. It's Resurrection Sunday. And it's a great day. And, and, and people come to church on Easter, they come to church on, on Christmas. A preacher told me one time, he said, Pastor, said, you're going to find out something. I said, what's that? You're going to find out there's some CEO Christians. I said, CEO? Yeah. I said, explain that to me. Because, you know, CEOs to a company, they own the whole company. I said, some CEO Christians? Wow, they must be important. He said, they are. CEO means Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad to see you all the time. God's good in it. I love church. I love to do what the Lord wants me to do. Amen. So who are we looking for? We're looking for Jesus Christ. It's not all about who I am, what I can do, and how I look, and all these kinds of things. It's all about who Jesus Christ is, is, is in me. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord right there. Amen. That's my message for today, believe it or not. You mean, Pastor, you're through? Yeah, at quarter after 11. But you can't go nowhere yet. I got down to cover this casket up here. And uh, <laughs> we're going to do something else right now. I'm going to change the order of service right quick, if that's okay. We're going to go into communion. I normally do this every year at Easter. We, we try, we're trying to do it. I, I like to do it like every quarter or something like that. And I think I've been failing here which we haven't been able to do a whole lot since. How many remember last year, I don't think Easter, we were, even, we were even in church. So things have changed. If you don't believe it, look around. We have some people in church today. And I'm looking for the time when everybody's going to come back to church. Amen. Amen. They're getting ready to roll the curtain back on this stuff. They're getting ready to open this up a little bit more. They're saying, we can do this, we can do that. Uh, so, you know, and some of you people have had the shot. Some of you have had the second shot. It's almost killed you. But you've had the second shot. Somebody asked me, he said, have you had your shot yet? I said, not yet. Somebody said, you're going to get it. I said, well, I ain't going to say you ain't going to get it. I'm just waiting to see what you folks do. If y'all start flipping out and doing all kinds of crazy things, then I'll know I, I, done, I made the right decision. Amen? But there's going to come a time because they have these ID cards they give you when you take the shot. And you have to show that ID before you can do certain things. You have to show the ID before you can get on the airplane. You have to show the ID before you can get in certain places. You have to show the ID, this, this, this. In other words, they're making it a demand that you get the virus shot. They're going to make it a demand. How many know that's against the Constitution? Well, see, the government wants to control us. And everything they can do to control us is exactly what they're going to do. But I'm going to trust my Lord Jesus Christ. Ain't got nothing to do with the shot now. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Come a time I need the shot, I'll take the shot. But, but, but right now, I'm going to just trust the Lord. I'm going to follow him and see what he does. Because I know that when the, before everything comes in and falls in like, it, like everybody's thinking it's going to do. 
Amen. People talk about the mark of the beast and all this kind of other stuff. Well, I'm not worried about that. I'm not that, that much concerned about all that because I do know this. Before he makes his appearing or whatever it is going to be, the mark of the beast, I'm going to be out of here. So I'm not worried about all that. What do you mean, preacher? Because Jesus has already promised you and I. He told the disciples, he told them, I want you to understand this. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go. It's expedient for me to go away because if I don't go away, then the, then the comfort can't come. I'm going to leave. They're going to kill me. They're going to crucify me. But on the third day, I'm going to be raised from the dead. Did you know there's not one disciple that believed what he told them? After the, after, after the crucifixion, they put him in the ground, all this kind of stuff. What did Peter say? Peter said, I go fishing. I'm going back to what I was doing. He's not here no more. I'm going back to what I was doing. They went and told him, told him, say, hey, he's, he, he's here. He's raised. So you must be crazy. No, no, no. He's here. What did Thomas say? No, I ain't gonna believe it. Because Thomas wasn't there in the room. When Jesus came, he wasn't in the room. So what did Thomas say? I, ain't, I don't believe it. Until I can put my finger in the nail prints in his hand and I can thrust my hand into the side where they, where they cut his side, I ain't believing nothing. But it just so happened. Thomas was there. And his name Thomas. He was there. And Jesus come walking through the wall. Wow. Can you imagine that? The Bible says we don't have a body just like his. Hmm. Somebody said, are we going to be old like we are here or what are we going to be? Some people want to believe that he, he died, he, he, was, he, he was crucified at 33 and a half years old. I've heard some people say, well, when you get to heaven, you're going to be back to 33. Can you imagine that? I ain't going to say what just thought the flesh popped in. I ain't going to say what I just thought. But see, regardless, I don't care if I live to be 142. If I'm in heaven at 142, everything's going to be okay. Ain't going to be no more sickness. Ain't going to be no more pain. Ain't going to be nothing. It's going to be a glorified body just like his. He's promised that to us. Amen. He told him he was coming back. He held to his promise. He came back. When he left, what did it the, the say? The angel said, what are y'all standing here gazing at him for? The same Jesus, the way he's lived, he's going to come back one day. And I can tell you this, friend. I believe we're living in the generation right now that the appearing of Christ could happen any day right now. Any day. I believe it. Not just because of what's going on in America, but what's going on around the world. You see, some people want to bring God down to a United States God. He's not a United States God. He's a world God. It's world God. It's not just United States. He don't base everything on what the United States does or does not do. If he did, we'd all be in trouble for sure. Amen? But God is soon getting back, coming back. You know what he wants you and I to do? He wants us to spread the word. Go tell everybody. Just like he told the women, go tell the disciples. In other words, get the message out. He's soon coming. But this morning, we're going to do communion. <clears throat> and someone said, well, how do you partake of the Holy Communion? Before you partake, remember that the Holy Communion is not a ritual to be observed, but a blessing to be received. So, I need somebody to take this off. Brooks, get this right. Where's the deacon's at? We're getting ready to pass this out. And, uh, but the Holy Communion is known also as the Lord's Supper. It represents the greatest expression of God's love for his people. There are two items, and we know what they are. Two items that are used in, in Holy Communion. The bread, which represents Jesus' body that was scourged and broken before the, and during the crucifixion. And the cup, which represents his blood. When Jesus walked on earth, he was vibrant and his body was full of life and health. He was never sick, but before Jesus went to the cross, he was badly beaten by the Roman soldiers and his body was torn as he hung on the cross. At the cross, God also took all the sickness and diseases and put them on Jesus', on Jesus originally perfect and healthy body so that we can walk in divine health. That is why the Bible says by his stripes we are healed. You can't think of, an, of a disease this morning. You can't think of nothing. 
that did not go to the cross with Jesus Christ. He took all the diseases upon, the, upon himself. God put those on him, on his perfect, sickless body. God put all the diseases on him on the cross. And the Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. Now, in, in, in at the cross, God also took all the sickness and diseases and put them on Jesus. So that's in Isaiah 53 and 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24. In Luke chapter 22, verse 20, Jesus tells us that the cup is the new covenant in my blood. And the apostle tells us that the blood of Jesus brings forgiveness of sins. Amen. How many, they sung the song this morning. When the, when the, when the blood it covers the sin. Amen. One drop of blood. One, it don't even take a drop. Just one minute, what you can never imagine. Jesus' blood can make you clean this morning. Amen. Why do believers partake of the Holy Communion besides being born again in Christ? They help their body and mind are of the greatest blessings anyone can have. And the Holy Communion is God's ordained channel of healing of the holiness. Amen. Because we reflect. The Bible says examine yourself to see where you are. See if you're still in the faith. Amen. And, and, and Paul explains the Holy Communion, communion that we should not take it if we're not worthy. What do you mean worthy? If we're, not, if we're not washed in the blood of the Lamb, if we're not saved, we're not serving Christ, we should just back off and not do it. Just, so, you know, and when you have communion, some people will just stay out of church. Don't stay out of church. It's no problem. Come to church. You ain't got to do it. It's fine. But if you want to do it, it's entirely up to you. That's your decision between you and God. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus ate the last supper with his disciples, knowing that he would accomplish he would accomplish through his sacrifice. He instituted the Holy Communion, Luke 22, 19, 20. His loving instruction is that we are to remember him as we partake of the Holy Communion. Jesus wanted us aware of how his body was broken for our wholeness and his blood was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And whenever we partake in, in this uh, awareness, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Jesus said, as often you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So today, when we partake of the bread, we are declaring that Jesus is health and divine life flows uh, in our mortal bodies. And when we partake of the cup, we are declaring that we are forgiven and have been made righteous. Jesus' blood gives us right standing before God. And we can... Go boldly into God's presence, uh, Hebrews 4.16. And when we pray, we can be sure that God hears us. Amen. So, before you partake, remember, as I said a while ago, the Holy Communion is not a ritual to be observed, but a blessing to receive. So at this time, I'm going to ask the deacons, they would to pass out the, uh, the, the sacraments here. The blood and the bread, and I mean the wine and the bread, or the grape juice and the bread. Let me clarify that. Some people get carried away sometimes. But God's good. So once you get that, once you get the bread, and once you get the, the fruit of the vine, I don't know how they're going to do it. Just pass it out. Whatever you can do to help them, I don't know what you can do. Amen. God's good at it. This morning we're going to do it a little bit different when we do the communion this morning. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now we know today we walk by faith, by faith, not by sight, right? Sometimes my body will let me know I got a joint that I don't didn't know I had. 
and I just start proclaiming the word. I don't know where you come from, what you are, but you're healed in Jesus' name. Well, my back was kind of messed up here a few months ago. I kept talking to it. I said, you got to go. In Jesus' name, after I spent the money to get an MRI done, it went away. VA wants to copy the VA. I would copy the disc so they can see what was going on with it because they want to make sure they don't have to do surgery. I got news for them. As long as I'm feeling what I'm feeling right now, there ain't going to be no knife putting on me. None at all. Won't happen. God's touched it. I believe it. I'm healed in Jesus' name. We walk in healing every day. So what I want you to understand this morning, we're going to do something a little different this morning. Has everybody got it? If everyone will stand this morning, I want you to understand something now. Uh, you guys get y'all one. There is no healing in this, what we're fixing to do this morning. Don't, don't misunderstand what we're fixing to do right here. There's no healing in this, but there's healing according to the word. When he went to the cross of Calvary and he shed his precious blood, the Bible says we are healed. And the Bible says we were healed and we are healed. So this morning, I want to do a little bit different. I want us to... to I want us to <clears throat> just like pray a little prayer or something other. And I, I'm going to say it and then you just repeat it after me. I mean, appreciate your deacons this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll tell you to clap your hands, but you can't do it. <laughs> Throwing grape juice everywhere. You guys in the back of y'all, you guys up there got it? Okay. We'll wait for Mr. David to get here. God is good. There's just something about how sacred that this right here is. And Jesus did it, He served it to His disciples. And then the Bible says after He served it to His disciples, He he washed, the disciples, he washed the disciples' feet. I did that last week. I was going to do it this week. But one of my uh, deacons is missing, missing in action. I tried to get him to stay, but he wouldn't do it. He told me he had to go. He's got a wife now, so he's got orders. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, but, uh, but God's good. I want everyone to take your bread. I want you to repeat that for me. Thank you, Father, for the gift of your son. By the stripes that fell on his back, my body is healed from the crown of my head to the very soles of my feet. Every cell, every organ, every function of my body is healed, restored, and renewed in Jesus' name. I believe and I receive. Now, let's eat the bread. Now, I want you to take the cup. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for your precious blood. Your sin free, disease free, poverty free, life is in your blood. And, you, and your shed blood has removed every sin from my life. Through your blood, I am forgiven of all my sins and made completely righteous. Today, I celebrate and partake of the inheritance of the righteous, which is preparation. Pre pre Preservation, which is preservation, healing, wholeness, and provision. Thank you, Lord, for, give, for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen. You may drink the fruit of the vine. 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. How many just feel the presence of the Lord all around you right now? Jesus did this, and he said, I want you to do it. And as often you do it, do this in remembrance of me. So we thank God this morning that we are able to do what we're doing. As I just heard Brother Frankie say to himself while ago, it's a privilege to be able to do what we just done, the Holy Communion. It's a privilege because of the Lord Jesus Christ made it possible. And we stand, we stand, we stand free, righteous before God. Not within ourselves, we ain't anything. We're not nothing at all. But in Christ, all things are possible. We can think back to where we were, to where he's brought us from. When I think back to where I was many years ago, to where God has brought me from or to, this journey that I've been on with him, has it been an easy journey? Not, not all the time. It's been a little bit hard. It's been a little bit discouraging. It's been a little bit, you know, but... He always came through. He's never let me down. Even at times when I let him down, he never let me down. And I'm thankful this morning to know that I got a living God, a living Father in glory that I can call on and he'll meet every need of my life. A lot of people serving gods that can't do nothing for them. They're dead, they're gone. Ain't nothing they could do. But I'm thankful this morning for a loving Savior that gave his life, that literally died for you and I, literally died for me. And God raised him from the dead on the third day. And now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Looking now, smiling on all of us this morning, all you folks around the world, thank God for you. We appreciate you today. Somebody shout praise the Lord. And God good? Do we have any other announcements? Anything going on right quick? I'm finishing. I'm finished. These guys will be at the back with these, and you can turn your cup in. I don't know if we save these or we, I don't know what we do with them. But anyway, God's good. Anything at all? Everybody happy? Tonight's service? No service tonight. He's set free. But every hand in here went up, buddy. Everybody shout praise the Lord one more time. You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.